כן דבר טוב, אולי וירה, ובנדידוס טו רדיו מספיטדו. פינצ'י בן דקו. פינצ'י קרונס פרסלוס, גוואצ'וס כי לא סאבי נאדה. סאבי נאדי, פינצ'י צ'יבו וויילי. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. It is sunny today. Dude, it's high UV index. Yeah, really. Yeah, it it is. Is. I do. I got wind burned yesterday. I froze my ass off going to the races. That's <laughs> <laughs> like typical Monterey. Thank you for like 63 and foggy for a little bit there. Hey everyone, <laughs> this is Liza. Um... Hey, we got, uh, we got some, some of the old school crew back in action today. Um, since Emma's in Europe uh, riding the classic girl couch, it's Stumpy John. What up, everybody? Stumpy here. Yep. Should I, should I share how I describe you to the hostess at the restaurant the other night? <clears throat> sure, go ahead. So he was meeting <laughs> me for dinner. I'm like... Um, Yeah, have you seen a, a short, stumpy guy, you know, a lot of, with like a beard? She's like, huh? I'm like, imagine like a hobbit meets a uh, hipster with like a really nice, you know, quaffed. beard, quaff, well, with a quaffed. nice quaff. And she's just like, what? And then, she, yeah, I, well, I came by and then she didn't see me. And then I walked back and she's like, oh, you, there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we may want to spend some time exploring what creature of Middle Earth Liza might represent <laughs> wandering about the streets of Santa Cruz. Fair. <laughs> that's, that's only because you look like Aragon. My pretty. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, of course, those are the dulcet tones yes, of the Hobbits Naked Jim. The Hobbits Middle Earth. Same that's Middle right. Earth. Yeah, yeah right? Dude, hairy feet. I can, I can recognize. <laughs> I got hairy feet. Manscaper. I'm going to rub them on Liza. Oh, I've been using the Manscaper, by the way. Oh, it is? Huh? It's brilliant. It dude, is. that thing, it, it needs a clutch, it feels like. I need a clutch on that Manscaper. <laughs> you want to, yeah, never mind. Anyway, hey, good to be here. Uh, and then, of course, coming to us from uh, Sunny Velveeta, Oregon, it's Bagel. Como están, amigos? Do you speak Spanish, Bagel, also? That sounds like he speaks burrito. What? Bueno, taco burrito. <laughs> Is that one of your 30 languages you speak? Uh, yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course. And we have a special guest joining us in a minute. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going backwards to throwback? Well, yeah. Throwback? We are going back. I know. Oh, he um, would be a good Hobbit creature. Not a Hobbit necessarily, but he would oh, have a place my, in the middle of kingdom. He's my Hobbit brother. So let's talk a little bit about what happened in the garage today, because I was a little bit of a... You were all frazzled when I got here. A little bit of an a-hole. Yep. But I, I think I had reason to be. Um, so I had to finish my KTM. I'm you know doing the forks. So I, I had on my list today, all right, I'm going to knock that other fork out and get it done. No small endeavor. I don't know. But you got to be able to have the time to do it. Well, Ellie showed up pretty early with two brand new tires strapped to her bike. And I'm like, what you doing? She goes, I want to change tires. I'm like, ugh. Oh. So versus 650. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I hate doing tires. You're, you're, you're rubbing your temples. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, hate, I, hate, I hate doing tires. <laughs> yep. And here's why. <clears throat> Since Emma's not here to defend herself, I'm going to blame her partly. And that is because uh, we've got a lot of accoutrements for doing tires. And I got the True. the uh, Harbor Freight big thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then Knockhead made me buy all these special tools and lubes and clamps and uh, things. I don't know what they do. Things for like, changing tires, too. I bought all the yeah. things. All the things. No, you did. Um, but to use the Harbor Freight one, you'd actually need to bolt it down to something. And uh, I've never gotten like a piece of plywood or like we had a piece of plywood for a minute. Then I cut it up, turned it into a table. And then I bought anchors to put it into the concrete floor, but I had to rent a hammer drill and I've just never got around to it. But the reason I'm blaming Emma is she's so old school and so good at it. She's like, Oh, just do this. And she throws it on the ground, just whacks that tire down onto the rim and, and she pulls out some irons and whack, whack, whack. She's and beauty. She, she really does is. it while she's looking at you, too. Just gently kneels up on the thing. And next thing you know, while she's looking at you and chatting. She makes it look simple. Done. She does. And so everyone's like, yeah. oh, I'll do my tires, too. Well, when Emma's not here, we struggle. Even when Emma is here, I would suggest don't bring your tires here. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that, you know, some places you can buy, buy them at a shop and then put on for free. Yeah, they'll do it for free. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Ellie showed up. I'm like, well, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to do my tires. I'm like, Ugh, I don't like doing tires. It's a heavy lift. I'm not getting down on the ground with Especially you. when you're halfway through a fork seal. I said, call Knock. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the setup. Call Knock. I don't want to bother, bother Knock. I can just do it here. I'm like, okay. She's like, okay, tell me what to do. Step by step. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm not that good at it because I don't like doing it. But uh, I'm like, all right, take the front tire off. And then, you know, here, get the valve to take out the, I mean, get the tool to take out the Schrader valve. And then you got to get the bead breaker. And we're going through the steps, which is going well until getting the new tire on. I'm like, well, here's what Emma does. You lift it over your head and you just bring it down like Thor's hammer and whack it over that rim. And Ellie's just like bringing it up about a foot high and trying to aim and bouncing and not getting anywhere. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. That, that is an acquired skill, I it think. It is. <laughs> so then she's trying to use the irons and she's trying to go too far and I'm thinking she's going to tear it. You start to see it tearing it. So then we pulled out my um, no pinch tool for a little bit, the thing mm-hmm. that drops down in where the axle goes and has a little lever that pushes it. How did that work? We were able to scooch it uh, to about two thirds of the way on, but then it started leaving like little marks in the rubber is edge. That, is that a design for street mm-hmm. tires, or is that more of a dirt bike? Tire it's more tool? of a dirt bike. That seems like tire, but I mean, it got us. A little more seated. Uh, then it was back out to the ground yeah. and then back to the tires and get more soap. And then, you know, it's like, oh, we ran out of soapy water and I can't find the soap tub. Mm-hmm. Somebody moved it. I didn't realize Charlie had come and was trying to help and had pulled it and set it outside. So I'm looking at I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> where you're running around, chicken with your head cut off. And uh, she's trying to get it. More people are showing up and trying to help and trying to get that thing on. Well, we finally got the tire on using the tire irons, but then... The tire wasn't seating. It was narrower by the uh, than the rim, but quite a bit. There's like a half inch gap all the way around. So then it's like, I don't know. I mean, you got to like keep rolling it around and pushing and shoving. And and Ellie couldn't, I guess her arms are made of spaghetti because she didn't have ah. enough strength to push the... To, 
She, yeah, right. To well, push the so she was air not able to get the on. air valve on the valve and like no. just get some air in the tire. Uh, she's having trouble. So get it started. And then there was a there was talk about is it the right where special guest is here? It's knock. Bing bong. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke weed every Come day. On in, man. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Don't worry. You can interrupt us. That's fine. It's not. Hey, not, sorry I'm late. You look like you just yeah. came in from whooping some ass, dude. Oh, you look, you well, look boss, Well, man. okay. Yeah. So while all this is going on <laughs> and I'm struggling, sweaty. so then I'm like, well, I know that there's a method where you use the uh, ratchet straps and you put it around the tire and you got to ratchet it and try and get it to push. And we were just struggling, struggling, struggling. And I meanwhile, I'm calling knock. Because here's the thing. When Ellie showed up, I said, call not. Go to his garage. Eh, I don't want to bother him. You summon the, you summon the <laughs> tire genie. So I'm calling knock. I'm like, get your ass out of bed. Get over here. I need your help. Eh, wait, I'm still, uh, For the record, eh. I was on the couch watching YouTube videos. Okay, but still. <laughs> but uh, he's like, all right, I'll get over there. All right, yeah. But meanwhile, like Ellie's texting. Who are you texting? I guess she's texting knock. She's like, oh, don't rush. You didn't want to be. I'm like, don't tell him that. Tell him to come right away. It's a life or death struggle. And yes. Knock did. I mean, I didn't stay for very long, but. But he did. Knock showed, Knock up, showed up and helped. But then and then we got the, finally got the, we were like, do you remember the beginning of 2001, A Space Odyssey? Oh, with mm-hmm. the yeah, woo, totally. woo, you get the chimpanzees and yeah. the bones. Yeah. That's what we were like trying Soft to get that board. tire to be to see. Hitting it. That's exactly what it was like. Um, <clears throat> so we finally got that first one, just finally. Yeah. Uh, then I'm like, nah, you got to help with the second one. But she was still trying to put the first one on. There were no spacers when she went to put it on. Well, I think Knock noticed first. <laughs> yeah. I, well, uh, she put it on without the spacers. Yeah. The front tire was on there. The front wheel was on there, and I was looking at it. I was trying to rotate it because the front tire is off the ground at this point, right? The front wheel, and oh. I'm trying to move it, and it's like it's not moving. Uh, and at that point, it had already been torqued down. I was like, "Why is it not moving?" And I just realized that there's this huge gap between the uh, front wheel and the and the forks. So I was like, "Yeah, you're you're uh, you're missing spacers," and so. And we weren't sure if they are spacers or we need one or two. And so I looked at the microfiche or whatever, and it's two, two and spacers. I wasn't there when she actually <clears> took it off because she's yeah. what do you do? I'm like, take off the wheel, bring it over here. Yeah. So then it was like <laughs> like at least 30, 45 minutes of everyone searching for the missing. <laughs> yeah. now, but you know what? Now, I, have, I have done that before. I've, I've done Me it also. Too. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah. all it took had a, a it took a while. fallout. It took a while. Can you close that door, Jim? Yeah. It took a while to find them. You, you guys, well, Jim, you don't know. You don't know no. where we found them. No, where? I found one. And by I we, I mean, one. no, you cannot have that. Ah, oh, shit. That is my cough drop. Oh. Um, well, one of them was found on the shaft of the bead breaker. Yeah. So the, the first post. one fell out when she put it on the bead breaker, and it was yeah. still sitting on that, that shaft. That was what I saw. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Then it took another, like, 20 minutes to find the second one. Which was on the balancer. Yes. Be- no. Yes, because yeah. we balanced it uh, for the wheel weights. And I'm like, so here's this axle thing with two cones. Just put it through your wheel and tighten them up. So I never saw well, it. I was, I was wheeler, just telling her I was how with her when she was doing the, the balancing. Oh, shit. And I didn't, re- I didn't know that one of them was still in there. And it came off when she took it off and was stuck on the cone on that. 
So on the one hand, I feel a little bit responsible. On the other hand, I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going to stand over you and watch every second of the time because I was trying to get my forks done. Mm. I'm just kind of like, now do this. Now do that. (laughs) And so like everything that can go wrong went wrong. Well, you know, it's it's something we've all done, obviously, right? And and I think it's like watch a YouTube video before you jump into something. Just Yeah, you were helpful about that. Well, how to balance a tire. And I'm like, I know we've talked about it and seen it, but I'm like, I don't exactly remember. And like like a minute or two of a YouTube video, and you're like, oh, now I remember. I can't tell it. you how much I appreciated that. Because again, I was trying to work on my forks. She's like, well, how do I do this? I'm like, I showed her once, spin it, and then whatever it falls to the bottom mark that would tape, and then spin it a couple times. Now, but you know, and I explained it, but she just kind of like, if you tell her more than three steps, I think she kind of gets lost on the process. You know what? It's, so you're like, just watch a video. I'm like, thank you. And yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Especially if you yeah. don't know how to do it. But then Knox showed up and helped her get the second one done and then Yuri kind of came to the rescue. Wait, where did you guys yeah. find the second the second bushing? The second spacer? On the... Oh, it was on the balancer. On the, on the balancer. balancer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We well, were it, both there. Didn't I, notice it. Oh, I searched for it all over. Yeah, I found two sockets in the meantime, though. Thank you. Cabinet, yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, maybe you could just take this to the lathe and sort that out. So, so you were kind of ran into the same problem with the rear tire yeah. it getting beaded. The bead wouldn't seat. And Yuri has changed a lot of tires because yes. he's a racer. What was the trick that he showed you guys? He just kind of he shoved the uh, tire iron between the lip and the uh, and the actual tire and kind of pried it a little bit so the the bead would contact the the tire bead would contact the rim bead. Or he said put it on the 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 whole the <laughs> bead breaker yeah. mount thing. And then he was like, yeah, just applied pressure here, which didn't make any sense to me. And suddenly, yeah. I hear the pop. So he basically hmm. just like tire he, iron in there and just, yeah, just jiggled kind of, it a little bit? It, basically. He, it didn't look like he used very much force at all, and the yeah. thing just started inflating. I'm like, and okay, you, cool. Use the <laughs> air compressor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the rear tire oh, was cool. super easy to get on, though. I mean, it was nice and hot and pop, 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 you know, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Wow. So, so oh. thank you very much, Knock, yeah. for... Showing up and helping her, and I did get my forks done. Oh, good. The we mic. made that custom tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. custom PVC. Uh, well, I Uh-oh. say I got my forks done. I'm not entirely sure that the clip is seated <laughs> that's holding the dust. The, oh, the, no. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but I kind of was like... You're going to know tomorrow. You saw, when you're hammering that hard with an actual metal hammer, like oh, it's yeah. not going any further, so I'll find out. Yeah, I know. But um, that wasn't the only thing that I worked on. Um, I also worked on my my little yellow mobility scooter. Mm. (laughs) Let's have a moment of silence for the mobility scooter. So, so Bagel, you haven't seen it. You know, I bought one of these little, it's a little Amazon scooter. It looks like one of those stand-up scooters, but it also has a seat for old people like me. Okay. But it all, like, the seat drops down and the handlebars fold down so that I could strap it onto the back of the bike. I bought it specifically for these two weekends in a row at Laguna Seca because there's a lot of walking there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And I was very proud of the fact I showed Jim that mm-hmm. I had it up on the bike, strapped on. It fits very well. Yeah, very, it very, a, very robust solid. mounting. Yeah, it was good. I was very happy with myself about this. We get mm-hmm. to the event and I pull it off and remember I forgot the key. Mm. <laughs> Again, something mm. many of us have done before. Of Guilty. Course, yeah. Right. And this is what I call now the parade of bad decisions. And, mm. and Jim has no fault in this. I accept 100%. Well, Jim, uh, I guess I'm just going to hotwire it. You got a knife? Sure do. Here you go. 
I did oh, say no. just ride back home and get the key and come back. You which did. was I, I said half in jest, but in retrospect, it may not have been a bad... Uh, I know. So thinking that this is just going into the back of the keyed ignition, it should yeah. just be two wires. Simple, right? Mm. No, I cut it mm. and there were six wires. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. At least there were different colors. Uh, yeah. it was, there were different color six <laughs> yeah. wires, so there was some hope. I didn't so, bargain for six wires. I bargained for two. Yeah, maybe so th- three. So then oh, I'm yeah, like, I well, know. I don't know. Do we just put them all together or do you like have to find the right combination? Oh, and man. while we're doing this, it's a little bit of a spark show. And every now and then, the <laughs> oh, ends of the wires wow. would melt away. We're to doing all the above. Yeah. Light was flashing on and off. Yeah. You've been watching too many goddamn movies, dog. Like, it's <laughs> not like Hollywood where you rip the column and go, and go off. You know what I mean? Like, on a motorcycle, it is that with easy. A spoon. Well, you know. On a motorcycle, it is that easy. Well, maybe not. So I'm like, ah, screw it. So I, I just abandoned it. Brought it home last night and actually, you know, stripped the wires and actually reconnected them all and <laughs> turned it on and the. The power light comes on, and the, yeah. the headlight comes on, and nothing else happens. Uh, not even a sad noise. Huh? Oh. So I called our good friend Morgan Vetter. Who do you call when you got a, a <laughs> e-bike problems? Did he go bum, 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 bum? He's like, well, <laughs> you probably oh. fried the controller. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. But I also, I, I flipped it over, and I took it apart, and um, there are no fuses in there. <laughs> Everything's just hardwired. Yeah. In like gauge, like, what was that, 600 wire? It was <laughs> the thinnest wire. It's like telephone seen. wire, oh, like no. little teeny no. tiny yeah. wires. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all That's all me. Bad decisions. Mm-hmm. But I'm just kicking myself that I bought it for these two weekends in yeah. a row of events that I am not going to have my mobility scooter for. Yeah, we were discussing about how you just poked it with a screwdriver and forced just the lock. broken it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Or, or you could have gotten one of those inflatable scooters. It's been a bad, <laughs> bad month. For, bad month for electric scooters for you. You're zero for two now. What? What the else did I get? The parade got taken. Oh, oh the electric. Oh, that uh, fucking sucks, mm, man. Yeah. Hey, our video froze up. Do you mind turning that off and on, John? Let's see if that fixes it. Bagel, we're going to disappear. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not froze up. Just the camera. But um, but. I managed to just get along just fine without it. You got yeah. along great. You were all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You were like celebrity lady as usual. Wait a minute. People were coming up to you and talking. To them, hey, I know that, that person. Well, it was more like you owe me money, but sometimes <laughs> it was that. No, we ran into people wearing our shirts there. It was wow, really that's awesome. crazy. It was yeah. pretty cool. From all over the country? Yeah, country. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Um, How was it attended? Pretty Pretty well. Yeah, so we're gonna get to some of those things. Okay. Uh, Jim and I actually did uh, some some recordings and and a little little feedback. A good uh, breakfast. We'll share with you. Um, but the first thing we did when we got there was uh, Knox discovering all my toys. Oh my god! Yeah, I went to the Lego store. Oh, you have uh, a Nitro all... Circus dirt bike, bro. Oh, you you haven't checked that out. I know. Ghost Rider Is that the Lego. one that smokes? That one does certainly smoke. Um, I don't know what's uh, happening, Bagel. I'm sorry, the camera isn't working. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I know. Um, well, it's all going mm. bad. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jim and I went over, and one of the things that I wanted to do first was to go over and check out the 
Breakfast in Watsonville. Meat that on his stick. Oh, yeah, anyway. breakfast on... No, CF Moto. Yes. Yeah, they had a big presence. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, bigger than Yamaha, I would say. They, well, they, they at least has, had as many bikes as Yamaha did. Okay, so who were... Who, what manufacturers were there? <clears throat> uh, for test rides, Yamaha yeah. and Indian and CF Moto. Interesting. No big four? Yeah, or, well, except, except for Yamaha, yeah. But no, no Kawasaki, Duc- no Honda. Ducati, mm-hmm. Ducati Island? Is that? No, that is now oh. Child's Playground Island. Oh, Not yeah. even Ducati, huh? No, there was a tsunami, a tsunami has swept over Moto America. So we're going to get to that. But first, let's um, play. So Jim and I went over to CF Moto. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've been hearing about. So this is a Chinese company. And we there's a lot of talk about when are the Chinese companies going to be as good as the Japanese or European companies. <clears throat> and there's been a lot of talk. They've been doing a lot of marketing, a lot of press, and people are impressed with the CF Moto. Now, um, they already, they make a lot of uh, bikes and parts for other companies. So for instance, the Ibex, which is a midsize adventure bike, is the frame and engine from the KTM 790. They they make the engine and frame for KTM. Is this but, confirmed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I like that. Is this confirmed? I, mm-hmm. I don't know I like anything that. about this. And then they also have some I'm bikes. I'm actually Googling the KTM 790 right yeah. now. They also have some bikes, uh, some 650s, that are engines that they make for Kawasaki's. So I believe mm. it's like the um, Versus slash Ninja engine. Yeah, okay. This yeah. company this are made in China. <clears throat> so, you know, they say that um, a Chinese company will make whatever quality you want. Mm. They, they have the ability to do it. It's just what at what price point, right? Yeah. So CF Moto, um, <clears throat> they've been making these bikes that are, I would say, par. Pricing is par with the Japanese companies. Yeah, I think the 800cc bike was a little over 10 grand. So, yeah. Yeah. Same ballpark. Yeah, it's par. But the quality, I would say, is par also. Yeah. Why, why, well, would you, why I, wouldn't you buy a Japanese bike then? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, so it, I'll tell you. Right, I'll tell you. Took my away opinion. all the incentive to buy one. Styling. I'll I tell you my that, opinion. Really, if it, everything's the um, parody, this is history repeating itself. Because back in the '60s, when Honda came onto the scene, and people are like, oh, Japan, that's where we buy our trinkets, right? Right. Not not vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had to go through that. So. They had to prove that their bikes were as good as everyone else's and more affordable. So now, CF Moto and and even um, what's the the dirt bike, the Kove? Mm-hmm. There are these Chinese companies. that are mm-hmm. like, well, you can make a good product too mm-hmm. if you're willing to you know to pay for it. So um, yeah, we wanted to check it out and we did a test ride. Yeah, of the Ibex, which is basically the the 790. Mm-hmm. Um, so we and got KTM dis- discontinued that this year, right? Did they? I don't think so. Did they? I thought they did. I could be wrong. I don't have my phone, so I can't. I don't see. know. So we did a little. We did a little uh, review, and I have that to share with you guys. Well, here we are. It's Moto America. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza. I'm here with. Naked Jim, son. <laughs> and we have arrived at Laguna Seca. It's race day. It's birthday week. <laughs> yeah, it's birthday we month. Birthday, birthday, birthday month. month. We do all the fun things. Jim and I are July babies, and this is when all the fun things happen. We're walking past the Indian test rides. Jim, yes. do you have any interest 
been trying. Oh yeah, I would totally ride one of those. I would totally ride one. I think they're I think they're bridging. I just can't believe how many motorcycles are here already at like eleven in the morning. Yeah. So we're walking along, a lot, a lot happening here. We got test rides, we got um, CF Moto, we got Yamaha, we got Indian, and we got the go-kart racing over here in the parking lot. Yes, go-kart racing. And of course, we're coming up on the track. The track was just repaved. They've made a lot of changes. And look, look what I see now. <laughs> and here we come on Mod Tigers. It's Breaking Away Matt and Craig the Giant. Hey guys! Hey hey! What's Hello. Up, Hello. How was it? So first thing Jim and I did when we got here is we signed up for test rides, and we tried out the CF Moto bikes, which I've been very curious about. Yeah, it's been elusive to try to get the CF Moto test ride, but uh, we got one in this morning. Yeah, so CF Moto is a Chinese company, so they have that hurdle to overcome. But they make they make parts for a lot of bikes. In fact, the bike that we rode, the new Ibex. Uh, the, is the frame and engine from the KTM 790 that they make for them. Right. And I was talking to him, some of their 650s are from Kawasaki. They make parts for Kawasaki. So we all know that Chinese companies can make whatever quality you want. And CF Moto is a company that's been making pretty high quality stuff for other companies. Now they're making their own bikes. But again, still a hurdle to overcome. So let's get some reviews. Jim, you rode the Ibex, that, that T. Yeah, T for top notch, I think is what that stands for. Uh, so yeah, first impressions, it's the first time I've been on like a mid-level uh, or mid-weight adventure bike, I guess you'd call it. Um, so that was nice. Compared to the Africa Twin or some of the bigger adventure bikes, the size was really nice. It was comfortable to sit on. Um, you know, some nice things I thought about it. Great wind protection, comfortable seat, all that kind of stuff. Ergonomically, it was very easy to be on. Um, so the 700 motor, it pulls really well. Um, uh, 790. Yeah. It's an 800. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so the motor pulled great. Um, I, I'm curious about some of the things. So it does... So from a riding standpoint, it was fine. Easy to ride, comfortable, plenty of power. Um, you know, it, it, and, but it's, a, it's more of a budget bike, I guess you would call. In the sense that you don't have a lot of the electronics that you would see on other bikes. It did have fully adjustable front suspension, which was nice to see, manual. Um, but it didn't have different traction control settings, so it had, basically the settings were rain and sport, and I think the rain reduced the power by 30%, mm -hmm. but I rode in the sport mode again, plenty of power, so comfortable, it was good in the twisties, um, uh, so I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more electronics on it, but I'm, I'm telling you, for a mid-weight bike, it was comfortable to ride, and I feel like I could do, you know, easily do a full day of riding on it and camping. Yeah, I rode the Ibex S, and the difference between the S and the T um, is the S has mag wheels, you have the tubeless spoke wheels. Tubeless spoke, which is kind of cool. The T has the hand guards, and the T has the bash plate under the engine, and the... Um, the the uh, center stamp. Center stamp. <coughs> same setup otherwise. I noticed the same thing. It has ABS, but I couldn't figure out how to turn off the ABS. Whereas we went over to the Tenere 7, which is also kind of low, low tech. Yeah. Uh, but that has a button to turn it off. So we have to, we have to, we're going to go back and talk to them later. I felt that the ergonomics were good. Yeah, I, I felt I think very the ergonomics, comfortable. Ergonomics were great. The wind protection was great. Yeah. 
Yeah, adjustable windshield is important to me. I like that I could, with a turn of a, a knob, raise it up. And it did. I had my helmet open, and it was going just over my, my face shield. Um, it was comfortable for me sitting and standing, and that's something that's a hard test for me. Yes. The, uh, the only thing that I wasn't totally in love with, and, and I, I usually with KTMs, the, the motor gives me the feelings. Ah, uh, okay. And I felt that this felt a little detuned from what I'm used to, even with my 690. Uh-huh. But I will agree, <clears throat> we're coming off of Africa Twins, leader bikes. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we both have said we prefer a leader bike because it has all the power when you need it. Yep. I felt like this bike had the power, enough power that I would ever need on the highway, on the on the roads, and it you could wind it up. Well, I was going to say a lot of times these test rides, that's what I'll do is I, when I have a chance, you know, not slingshot, but you know, downshift and really kind of pin it like okay, if I'm coming onto an on ramp, right, or something like that, or even if you're in the dirt and you're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know crack open the throttle real quick. And I thought the same thing. I did not want for power. I mean, it's an 800 cc motor, so decent size. Yeah, but coming off a leader bike, I was okay with the power delivery. I thought it was great. Yeah. So it, I'm I'm curious to know more about the CF motos. I liked it. I'm not in love with it. But you're, you're going to try the Tenere 7 next. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting comparison. So I am curious. Um, they do set up very similarly. You know, but I'll be curious to see what the, you know, what the weight is, if there's any different in the electronics, the adjustability, things like that. Uh, but I'm curious to try. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to know from, from these two, Matt and Craig, what do you know about CF Moto? What have you heard about CF Moto? I've only heard that they're on Hayward. <laughs> that, they're in a dealership and, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're dealer supported mm-hmm. um, dealer backed I wasn't so sure about the service right so with any Chinese company that's something you have to uh, find out can I get parts can I get service right. what, what do you know about CF Moto all I know is that they did a partnership with KTM as well I mm-hmm. think you mentioned that a little earlier and it's very intriguing to me that they're putting that KTM engine block in some of their bikes so know they're Chinese and I know they make a lot of motorcycles <laughs> yeah and that's interesting and, and Jim if it's okay I want to throw in one other hurdle I mean we've we've talked about a hurdle any Chinese company has to overcome even if they're making the a product equivalent to a Japanese bike the first hurdle they have to overcome is like you said um, parts and service can they get that but you mentioned another hurdle, which is somewhat, I'm going to say, political. Oh, we're going to go there? No, we are, because Politics it is Politics and religion? No, it is somewhat, yeah. it is uh, another thing you have to deal with. Yeah. That there are some people, because of everything going on with China, don't want to buy from China. Just flat out, regardless of price and quality. That's a whole other thing that's coming up, is I don't want to, I don't want to buy anything from China right now. So that's another hurdle they have that's kind of an interesting thing thrown in the mix. It's a stigma, I would say, for sure. But overall, fit and finish, what did the bike, how did the bike look Fit and finish was great. That was one of the first things I was, I was just kind of looking at, because that's an easy thing when you're standing there to check, look at welds, look at how the plastics meet up, look at the fittings. And the fit and finish was really clean. So that kind of gives you a good feel right there that, okay, if they, if they put the, because some of these bikes, you know, that we've looked at the Chinese bikes, say, three, four years ago, you saw the fit and finish. And right away, you're like, if you can't get that right, everything's called into question. So... Sitting on the bike, yeah, the fit and finish 
race was clean. And they, like Craig had mentioned, they make a lot of bikes. They actually, I think, have a 650cc adventure bike. Yeah. That the price point was pretty attractive. I think it was like 6500 or something. And that's a motor they make for Kawasaki. Yeah, so that 650 bike would be another pretty cool mid-weight adventure bike to consider. I, I Full disclosure, I spent about half my ride trying to adjust the clutch. I realized when we took off, my clutch had about two inches of free play in it. So then it's like, as you're riding, negotiating turns, and looking down over your handlebars, like, how do I adjust this? So it was pretty simple. And I was able to take in all the play, but now it was adjusted way out and out of reach. Then I saw another knob underneath the lever that I could adjust the lever position. So I'm like, okay, on the fly, I was able to figure stuff out. That's a good sign. One other stigma out there that I'm sure has been discussed on the podcast at length, but just a refresher, is just the overcoming the Chinese equation, equating to lower quality, even if their quality has risen to where the Japanese is. I think it's a psychological thing on people's minds. We were talking about that yesterday, yeah. that maybe still we're a little ways off from equating it on the same plat- pl- plateau as Japan. And along those lines, too, the adventure bikes that CF Moto has, are they capable in the dirt? Are they reliable in the dirt? What kind of accessories do they have? Do they have an adventure-ready model ready to go? Well, in fact, those bikes that we rode, the Ibex, one of my tells is look at the tires. And those tires were like... 90-10. Well, I think um, God, Matt brings up a good point is, A, you don't really know how good these adventure bikes are until you, you crash the shit out of them a couple of times, yeah. right? You, I mean, you really got to pound them, that. But then also I'm curious what the aftermarket accessories are like, right? Because the stock tires on the Africa Twin are street tires. But can you get the cool aftermarket shit that you can get for other bikes for those things? Because like, they got decent hand guards, but I'd probably beef them up. But I'd be curious what the aftermarket parks are like. Well, I think let's save that. Let's do a return trip. I want to go back and talk yeah, to them yeah. and uh, get some more info. But I think Matt nailed it, dude. You don't know what adventure bike's an adventure bike until you ride it adventure for a while. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks, guys. We're going to go check it out. So, so our review of the bikes, um, I did go back and get some more information. So, we were talking about the ABS yeah. on the Ibex. You cannot turn the ABS off. Oh, that's mm. bad. That's not good. So it does have the, rear. It does have rear ABS. Yes. Which okay, that's the T model with the spoked wheels. Yeah, the, both the T and the S are oh, the okay. same. Are pretty much same. But like you, like we said when we went and looked at the Tenere 700, right there on the dash is a button that says ABS. You can turn it off and on. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a thing where I'm like, what the heck? But well, on their bobber. It, you could turn the ABS. Well, it was off. more of a scrambler, kind of Ducati. Yeah, 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 like it's a, a bit of a Ducati That's so you can do burnouts, man. Uh, maybe. Kind of bobbers, right? But um, it does. You know, I, I hate to say it does kind of kill it for a, a dirt bike if you can't turn off the rear ABS. You got to be able to lock up the rear wheel uh, for the most part. I'm not saying it's not, you know, whatever, but. Right. So I was talking to him. I went back and grilled him for a long time just to really understand. And, and basically, were you being antagonistic about it? Oh, maybe a little. <laughs> no, what was funny is I'm pleasantly sitting, persistent. When yeah. I was standing there and I was talking to, he's like the California rep. Yeah. And I'm just chatting with him. Meanwhile, I reach over to one of the bikes I'm next to and I could feel the clutch play and I'm adjusting the clutch cable while I'm just talking to him. <laughs> and he's just like, like, what are you doing? Oh, you know what you're doing? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the. 
they said that they, they really they know who their market is. Yeah, and yeah. the market mm-hmm. that is buying a CF Moto is somebody who's not been a writer for a long time. And they're buying a bike because oh, it looks okay. good and yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. price. Now, what CF Moto did was they went and got an Italian designer to design these bikes. And they look really good. Look great. These look mm-hmm. like what I consider European looking designs. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But they're not getting the legit hardcore, you know, off-road bikers. It's, well, you know, I compare it more to the Versus. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe they're just testing the water, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they had to hit a price point. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like, okay, a price point of ten grand—that's a pretty. Yeah. You get a lot of cool shit for ten grand these that's, days, man. That's got a lot of bike, and, yeah. and you're gonna take a beating on the resale. Well, yeah. you get a, you know, well, it, it's the same price I think as a uh, Super Tenere, so a Tenere yeah. seven hundred, and you know, that's okay. like okay, if you're gonna, you know, be punching in that class, you know, yeah, you better, yeah. Um, the other thing I found out, so we were asking about parts and accessories, right? Mm. There's not a lot of aftermarket parts, but they do make accessories like luggage and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But um, I was like, so what if like I, you know, fall over in a parking lot and I break a turn signal? Can I go online and, and order it? Well, you have to order it through your dealer. Mm, what if I no. don't have a dealer near me? Right. Well... We, we do have, in the States, we do have a parts warehouse, yeah. but we're only dealing through the dealers. Gotcha. So yeah. if you need a turn signal, you're going to have to, we'd have to go up to like Hayward, which is an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, so, not, so you can't go to Partzilla and get like no. part number XX, whatever, get the thing. No. And they're just, they're building, they're building the infrastructure. They're getting yeah. more and more dealers. Mm, okay. And... The way that they're supporting the dealers is you have to go through the dealer to get the parts. Mm-hmm. You can't circumvent them. That's reasonable. You know, yeah. it makes sense. But um, the reality is, um, like, their number one selling bike, some of the smaller, like the 300, there's a bike that is basically the equivalent of the Ninja 400. Mm-hmm. It's one of their best selling bikes. New riders get it. It's got a good price point. Um, but overall, I think we both agreed that the, the fit and finish look good. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I equate it to when Honda and the Japanese bikes were new and trying to get in with the American and European bikes that was the standard, right? Yeah, there's such a lot of emotional, like, cultural baggage that you have to overcome when you want to try to sell stuff in America. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's stuff like that. Yeah, anyways, Japan had you know? the same problem, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have a bike called the Papio, which is basically a Grom. Grom yeah, I saw that. That's very cool. Is that the Papillon? Uh, yeah, retail three grand. Yep. I want to say what was that so. one you were sitting on? Mm-hmm. The little one they have now? Should I get that mm-hmm. instead of a scooter? Should I get a Papio you instead? You need a scooter. You, get- you need something you can have luggage on and carry stuff. And wheelie. Yeah, too. You need to yeah. have something you can carry a Chinese to-go container. Well, oh, I, can't, really? I can't put like a milk crate on the back of the Papio? Okay. Yeah, I guess you Of course you can. You can remember? <laughs> Steve McQueen, Papillon. <laughs> I guess you could. So, I mean... Would you would you buy a CF Moto, Jim? Oh, put me on the spot. Yeah. Well, I think the CF Moto. So the ones I thought were appealing is they have a couple of six fifties. One is a six fifty adventure bike, um, and the other is a six fifty kind of upright street bike. And I thought for an entry level or your your second bike rider, those would be ideal. You know, um, I didn't really see what the price point was. Um, well, you know, I take it back. We, when it dropped down to the six six fifty, I want to say it was in the four thousand dollar range. Mm. So if you could pick up a brand new bike that's you know uh, you know has some decent lineage out of it, it's a twin because the Kawasaki motor, right? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. the Kawasaki. I mean, for that, this is like it here. Their version of the Versys, I guess. Yeah, or yeah. the SV or the um, no the V-Strom kind of yeah. thing. Well, they remind me of a V-Strom. Yeah, exactly. But for four but, grand, that's, see, that's a different conversation. 
Ten well, grand or four grand yeah. are total different. Things. Yeah, you know, Ooh. ten grand. Yeah. Yeah, they different. want four grand for that thing. Wow, it was like no, forty-five no, 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 or forty-eight or something. That's like crazy. That. I mean, because that's KLR money there for new KLR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here, here's the thing about it. I liked seeing them in person and knowing that. I, I think this is the future. I think we're going to see more and more of the higher end Chinese manufacturers. I mean, they're. Their foot is in the door in that they are making products for other companies already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after this weekend, we're going to see more Harley manufacturers. That's what I'm... Dude, okay, so I'm looking <laughs> yes. at the Ibex and their yeah. actual specs, and they've got, like, names here. they got Kayaba Forks, yeah. uh, Bosch EFI, uh, we got Jade Juan Brakes, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like 509 pounds curb weight, which is cool. They published that. I mean, that's... Yeah, they're budget. buying the components from, yeah. from good good it's, companies. I'd say it's a little bit heavier than what a KTM. I it, guess you you pay for the KTM lightness. I guess at this point, I don't know. But. Does it say about luggage? I want to say had luggage mounts, but yeah, but yeah, you can order luggage. luggage so, from them. so you can put luggage on it. I mean, yeah. Okay, so like, okay, additional features: LED taillights, headlights, signal lights, fog lights, yeah, TFT display. Oh, fucking quick shifter. Yeah, came uh, a couple of I'm like, no one told me it had a quick shifter. I would have oh, rallied that thing. And one of the things I liked on the IMAX is that it has two power outlets on the dash. It's got heated seats, dog. Word, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I know. I didn't <laughs> tell me that. And grips, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you know, an interesting question would be how robust this, the charging system is. but Because it also mm. has, like, the old cigarette lighter. Plug. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So one's USB. One, I'm like, can you actually get a cigarette lighter for that? Because that would be awesome. Okay, with all these features at, was it 10 grand? Yeah. Yeah. For the Ibex. Ten five. You know what? It's it's starting to look really nice. Mm. You know. Yeah, it, I'm still not there. Yeah. Well, take a look at the Super Ten. I mean, I, I hate to pick on them, but yeah. The T seven or the Super Ten, right? I'm sorry, the T seven. Yeah. The the yeah, I think that the bike will perform just fine. I oh, yeah. think that if you need to get service, that might be a little trickier. I mean, what I would and, say. And, yeah. The resale value. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I rode. The That's bike. the other thing. The bike rode rode great. No complaints about the bike, at least on the test ride we did. So I think that was all good. But yeah. it, it looks like it's not a direct competitor to T seven. It looks like it's more direct competitor. To the this reverse. is like the hardest part because right? the T seven is a legit dirt bike. Well, I think they got to do something to attract buyers because it, like I said, like at least the T seven is an example. Yeah, if, if it's fifty one, whatever, I'm gonna, go with, I'm gonna go with the Yamaha all day long. Yep. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that bike, so that's what they have to over. That, yeah, yeah. But would you buy that or a versus? A versus. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was good, um, but we saw um, there were a lot of a lot of other bikes there. Yeah. So oh, or a Vstrom. What do Vstroms go for? Yeah, because those are capable as fuck now. Yeah. The new ones anyway, are awesome. New ones yeah, are they are awesome. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, oh, Bagel. Um, at the BMW, they just had a little tent that wasn't test rides or anything, but they had mm-hmm. the electric scooter there. Oh, cool. It looks pretty good. Yeah, nice. I saw footage of that thing that looks pretty... It's like super long and it's kind of open. Mm-hmm. It looks like a really futuristic uh, ruckus, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the kind range of, yeah, on it, did they say? I don't know. I, I don't recall, but I, I think it's over 100 miles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty serious bike. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it looks pretty good. But um, there was... Uh, okay, here it is. It is the BMW CE04. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty hot looking. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, but there was we definitely noticed that the crowd has kind of shifted in the past couple of years. To Kinda? What? More Harley or what? Uh, yeah. Well, Baggard, that's what they went for. Well, 
And hey, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say, I mean, there were a lot of, not just a lot of like leather clad people on big big bikes on V twins there, but in the vendor market, it showed also. I would say almost half of the market. Well, I was, was catering to the V twin crowd. I remember we went like it was pre COVID, so maybe four or five years ago. And um, it was a while back, and it was dwindling. I mean, it was not. And we had the right. conversation like we lost, we lost MotoGP, are we going to lose Moto America? Because there's like lost World Superbike too. Yeah, because yeah, it's like the yeah. crowds are not like these are. It reminds you of like the clubman or something is dwindling. Mm. And then next thing you know, here comes Roland Sands and Roland, well, Roland say Sands what you the hooligan, and then the the baggers. In fact, I have a, a short clip about that. To get it's the pick. baggers, king of the Seven baggers. Oh. Right they come there. so uh, fast, so off the start, here. you know that long the uphill the, uh, under the bridge. Really I, they got, I don't know, they're hauling ass, sure. and then yeah, boom, slamming into this hairpin yeah, we're at turn. Turn one, which is a hairpin. A lot of fun coming at you during our break, and then it comes up in just a little while. But right now, with They sound great. You could just feel it, right? Sounds like a Hollister rally on, yeah. on drugs or something. Yeah. So, more drugs. <laughs> on raising fuel. Yeah, more yeah, drugs. More so the, the baggers, with the baggers, a lot of the audience are coming on their on their V-Twins. There was um, a Harley Davidson parade ra- lab. All the Harley Davidsons out there. <laughs> Someone on a trike doing the parade lab. There's a dude in shorts. I'm like, and, and you can't dude, even do that in Ohio. A dude on a Grom doing wheelies. I don't know yeah. where he came from. Just like, I don't, there's no one on the track. Here comes a Grom doing a wheelie. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But uh, I'm just going to say out loud, and I was saying it there. Um, they they're saving the racing. Circuit. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. All <laughs> they day are long. saving yep. the racing. That's circuit. great. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, you know, and that's not only our opinion. I mean, I think that's the overall opinion. And there's no doubt we showed up. I don't know what. Like we had breakfast in Watsonville, and then maybe got there around ten or nine thirty or ten ish, something like that. Yeah, there were already so many bikes, and I would say easily eighty percent big v twin wow that's awesome it yeah, was you know it was well a it was just man all these bikes and then by lunch and one o'clock but whenever we did our test ride that was ten thirty. yeah when we came back by 11 it was just a sea of motorcycles it was the most yeah. bikes that's i've great. ever seen there <laughs> that's great you know what i'm excited for is how all that super hooligan stuff is going to trickle down to the to the market and how everybody's gonna start making their bike look like super hooligan bikes all right. With like the upside down forks uh, and the gold so, and the, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a street, kind of street a, fighter. Let me tell yeah. you about the super holy. Oh, well, so for, just finish up with the baggers. Baggers are fun to watch. They sound really cool. We even went oh, yeah, and talked. Pictures. I talked Both to some of, of the mechanics yeah. working on them. I'm like, like, is there tech in this? Is there uh, traction control? They're like, no. Just yeah. big, just yeah. big balls. All, yeah, big balls, all power. Yeah, and wow. just go. Super um, well, you know, one of the things I really like about the hooligan in general, but the bagger is it's it's like five laps. Where five, seven laps. It's yeah. not like a twenty lap race or thirty lap race. So they charge fucking hard, like Ooh, the whole time. The race. Which race? The the the, the one where the. Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um, if you haven't gone well, to YouTube, I, I don't know the names. If you haven't gone to YouTube and watched uh, the Motor America uh, stuff yesterday, there's some good ones. But one of the races, there were there were a bunch of races with with fights going on through the corkscrew. Um, but yes. we were watching King of the Baggers. It was on Saturday, and these guys were and the lap times had to be getting faster because they were getting more out of control every time. 
And apparently there were some track issues at Laguna that they fixed. Well, it's freshly paved. And then a car caught on fire at the top <laughs> of the corkscrew weekend. and didn't make it off the, the pavement. But anyway, these these big-ass fucking Harleys are going up up the hill, right? You guys know it, to the corkscrew. And then as they're breaking, come to the top of the hill where, mm. like, when you're there, it looks like you're going to launch into, like, yeah. fucking the ocean Oblivion, or something. Yeah. yeah. The, the bikes are just getting squ- back ends loose. The bikes are getting squirrely. And then they dive down into the corkscrew. And there were multiple battles through the corkscrew in the hooligan class. Andy Debrino in the in the in mm-hmm. just the super hooligan class, mm-hmm. a bitching fight going through the corkscrew at the very end. So, and then same thing with the baggers. These people passing each other through it's wild. So there's this race, one and two. They're just right on each other, right? They're coming up to the corkscrew, which is already hectic. And the guy in the back, he comes up over the hill, he's number two, and he starts to charge, but as he's, they're coming up over the hill. Number the number one guy slows a little bit as he's dropping down into the hill, and he almost runs into him, and he gets all squirrely and <laughs> sideways, and then cuts to the inside and cuts him off, and does this pass through the carousel. Oh, I, through the, I keep saying the carousel. Uh, um, huge bikes, which on huge bikes, and it's like oh, he did this pass. It was awesome. They go around down through the chicane across yeah, the rainy, rainy the, corner. Yeah, or the, the grandstands to the next big um, hairpin turn. Final turn. Yeah. And he just lays it down too hard and slides out. Number one slides out. Number two slides out right behind him. Number three comes along and takes the win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had to believe the adrenaline levels were just fucking shooting out their eyeballs because after the oh. they, they were close most of the race. Then yeah. that last battle, last lap, you know, changing uh, lead. And then just coming into that last turn 11, just carrying so much speed. Bikes, they broke front end, washed out both of them. No, yeah. no, they didn't touch each other. But And you could tell because uh, when you're watching the video, they were sliding. Oh, they They're were, sliding. All the racing, they were just charging. It was anyway. crazy. But in the um, Super Hooligan race, that's crazy. So is that just FTRs or they have other no. bikes too? It's everything under the sun. So you got like Dinas and FTRs. Oh, really? Um, Energicas. An Energica and KTMs. a Zero. Um, a um, Ducati Hypermotard. Oh, wow. yeah, I think there was, was an SV650 Gen 1. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's so great. what are the rules as far as capacity goes? It doesn't I matter. Huh? I think whatever. it's twins. Run with your brunt. These are all twins. It was a big, I got to look it up. Ones, right? Is it 750? It's got to be more than that. No, more than that. Um, that was crazy to see all these different bikes in there. How big was the Like grid? some of them, I think these dinas have like raked front ends, yeah. you know? Oh, it was, okay, it was that crazy. Okay, how, how big was the grid? Uh, I'm going to guess maybe 16, I'm guessing. Yeah, something okay. like that, yeah. Okay. But so I I talked to Morgan Vetter today. Yeah. Because uh, the Energica, they did very well. Um, Kenyon was on the Zero. Mm-hmm. But so they're in this field race, and you get all these like, bum, bum, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> are they in the same class or are they separate yeah. classes? No. All right, oh, so here's class. the deal: the uh, Roland Sands Design Super Hooligan National Championship in Moto America. So it's seventy uh, seven fifty cc and up water cooled. How oh, interesting! The most yeah. popular uh, water cooled okay. twin street bikes from the iconic <clears throat> manufacturers. So Indian FTR twelve hundred, Harley Pan American KTM eight ninety. <laughs> BMW Boxers and Ducati Monster, as well as unlimited air cool twins with no weight or chassis limit and electric. That's so cool. And electric. <laughs> and electric. And electric. So, it, it reminds you of Arma because you know you get an Arma and it's just oh, all yeah. over the board. Yeah. So the hooligan shit's fun because there's so, so much going on. In that race, Morgan told me that um, their rider, um, Stefano, not the owner, the, the racer, we, we talked to him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing really well and he was. Um, 
about he was like breaking his track record there mm. and three laps in there was an accident and instead of stopping the race they just let them keep going for four laps just just warm up mm-hmm. laps in that four laps the electric bikes were losing juice and mm. and getting hot so they're losing their their peak power so mm. by the time they started it back up mm. his times were slower and he dropped he was up in the elite not the f- number one, but he was up in the, the front pack, and he ended up finishing sixth mm. overall. Okay. So they were very disappointed, and that's one of the uh, uh, things about electric bike. They act different. Yeah. So something mm. like a delay in the race, it affects the performance, which yeah. is very, They very weren't able to pit, correct? They had to just finish those laps, those cool down, whatever laps. Yeah, laps. yeah. And then... Um, it was also exciting to watch the, I guess it was the 600, the 600s, I guess. Super that, Sport. Super Sport. Yeah. And Josh Hayes, who's mm-hmm. been on our show, was racing. Now, if you recall, Josh Hayes, he's like 48 years old now. He was a kid when we started going to the races. But he's chasing in uh, like a record of, of like most AMA wins during a career. He's very crazy. He's chasing this record. And he had pole position. And he got a great start, and he was leading the race. This is 22 laps, the mm. final race mm-hmm. on oh, Saturday. Oh, full-on race, huh? 22 laps with a required pit stop and tire change. Oh, wow. And I got the story from Yuri on this. So Because oh, okay. I left during the race, but Josh was in the lead. I'm like, yay. And then I checked out the results when I got home, and he came in second. Mm. And that there was an issue with his pit stop. Oh. Brutal. Uh, apparently, that normally it Lost takes like 22 seconds, <laughs> it. and it, it ended it. up taking like 48 seconds yeah. or something like that. Oh, and it, I think it was something to do with the caliper, something getting misaligned, and they were having trouble getting the wheel back on. Oh, no. And that was enough time that he lost oh, first place. Brutal. And I just think as a racer, Pits, that man. that must blow but isn't is that the point of doing a required pit stop is that that's a whole nother element of yep. the team yeah the team is competing yep. not just the racer well, it's like one of the races we got to run up and start your bike you yeah, know that was cool it's just so, a different kind of thing was melissa there his, his wife uh, i didn't see her mm. but um we we had lunch with rob talbot yeah, we saw, we saw a whole bunch of people we knew over there. It was great. Yeah, lunch with Rob was fun. And the, f- the funny thing is, you know, there's all these picnic tables. And just if, if a spot opens up, you just grab it and just, you know, Jim and I are social. Just can I join you? Mm-hmm. And we were in line to get some sausages. And I saw uh, a, a couple people get up from a table. So I just beelined. I'm like, tell Jim, give me a drink. Yeah. I beeline for the table as these people are getting up. And a couple people are still staying. I just like. Hey, do you mind if I join you? And he looks up, and it's Rob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's like, perfect. Come on in, lads. Although I do owe you an apology, I was supposed to get you a bratwurst when you I ran know. off, but and I, I got I distracted. I did yell as I ran off. Yeah. Um, and so that was really nice. But um, we, yeah, we had listeners we were running mm-hmm. into. Uh, that was really fun. Um, one uh, wearing our shirts from Florida. Um, but wow. uh, Matt Meller, who was on. Uh, Emma's trip last year mm-hmm. and was at our our um, mm-hmm. our rally this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool dude. I ran into him and he's like, "Can I can I tag along?" He, he he's. I'm like, "Sure, why not?" Yeah. So he's tagging along. We're like, "Hey, here's Rob and here's oh, there's Wayne and like you know." He's just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, we hung <laughs> you know? out. We, we he and I hung out for a while. It was great. We we, we had a good day just walking all over and checking stuff but, out. 
Um, he was like, yeah, I've, I've, I've never been here before. I just decided just to come. You, know, you guys talk oh, about wild. it. He'd never okay. been. Cool. I'm like, wow, you've never been to Laguna Seca? And he's like, no, I've never been to a race. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay, cool. Oh, that's great. I know. Wow. Yeah. Right? It gets better, but yeah, that's dope. So that was really fun. You know, and what a great people to tag along with is yeah. us. Because we're having fun, hanging out with people. So um, uh, we took him up to the corkscrew. Yeah. You guys took the golf cart. Yeah, we took me the golf cart. You guys run into Mike over there? No, Mike kept calling me and Craig. <laughs> he and was then I called him back and he wouldn't answer. He was, he was there with Freya. They were having fun. Yeah. So, um, one of the things is when you are looking at the corkscrew on, mm. on like a TV screen, you cannot really get the drop. Does it doesn't no. convey the drop of how? So deep and I took quick up Matt is. up there, yeah. and I and I got his uh, his review. So let's see what Matt had to say. Yeah. All right. So I am here with listener Matt. How you doing, Matt? Doing good. Thanks. Uh, you uh, got to go on Emma's trip last year. I did. Yeah, that was amazing. And now you're here at Laguna Seca for the first time. For the first time. Yep. Not just here at Laguna Seca for the first time. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah, this is my first race of any kind. <laughs> Your first race? Yeah. And you ran into to Jim and I have been yep. hanging with us. You've yep. already met a bunch of people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I met a bunch of people at the uh, the Misfits Rally out of Halster Hills in uh, April. And uh, we ran into a few people. Met, Got to meet Rob Talbot. Yeah, we had lunch with Rob Talbot. That was super cool. Yeah, we got Craig the Giant, yeah. Breaking Away Matt. Uh, yeah, we're having, and running into other listeners, which is fun too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I brought you up here to the to the corkscrew to see yep. what the corkscrew is. So, can you describe what this is for anyone who's never been here? So there's a uh, there's a uh, left turn coming around with a huge elevation change. I don't know what all the proper terminology is because I don't know that much about racing. But apparently, they come around this corner. And it's completely blind, and you drop down, what is that, 100 feet or something? And that's the in thing. In a short distance. And that's the thing. When you watch it on like on TV, the the elevation drop, you can't really yeah. see that. Now that we're here and we're standing at the top of the corkscrew. As, this, soo- as soon as I walked up here, I was just like, holy cow, that really is This is like a water insane. slide at a water park. There you go. That's down. a good way to describe it. And so um, right now, that's not a good sign. There's a car going yeah. the wrong way. On the track. <laughs> so right now, it's the uh, the Rolling Sands Hooligan uh, racing, and somebody went off the track, so they've got everything shut down right now. <coughs> but <clears throat> we've seen the baggers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've walked the pits and talked to different mechanics and asked some questions about the bike. What's your take so far on this event? The race is Moto America. Man, I love it. I'm, I'm regretting that this is the first time I've been out here. Um, yeah, it's super cool walking through the area where they're working on the bikes and, and being able to talk to the mechanics, ask them some questions about the bike, see the bikes up close. See them tearing them down. See them tearing them down. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is really cool. Yeah, it's really, you get to approach people, talk to them. It's, uh, it's a fun event. You don't necessarily have to follow racing mm-hmm. to enjoy coming here right absolutely i mean this is just a just a cool show everything about it is is a lot of fun well, even just the pit bikes are fun to watch yeah i i, I want to get me a pit bike <laughs> just seeing these guys you know running around on the pit bikes everywhere they look like a lot of fun and uh here at laguna seca where we're looking at you can see views of the valley down this side if we come up over here on this hill you get a view of the track 
down below us, uh, the old lake bed. Um, what, what is your what is your take on this this track in general? It's pretty pretty beautiful, isn't it? Oh, the views are amazing, absolutely amazing. And you can't beat the weather out here. It's what like sixty one degrees or something <laughs> like that, and windy. Little, little you can be in a t shirt or a parka. It, does, it it all works. Yeah, yeah. It's it is man. It's just like epic out here. Well, cool. Let's um go find uh, the the guys and get in position for when the bikes come down here this corkscrew is scary it looks frightening it is <laughs> well cool thanks for your take right. on it thanks Lisa. Right. yeah what what a cool thing like to find out this is your first race <laughs> he, he had a blast he didn't know this is your that, first corkscrew my goodness oh well, i know even, well like if you've been to one of the races or, like whether it's this or motocross or whatever there's so much going on yeah and laguna's kind of spread out in an odd way like with the ducati island in the middle and you can go this way or that way in the Parking's a little confusing. Yeah, but there, there were, I tell you what, I loved the Harley vendors. I just I, I ate the Harley stuff up all day long, and it was like you were immersed in this California culture of like California, you know, uh, club dudes. Like all the ones <laughs> yeah. were there. I'm not going to mention any names, but it was yeah. oh, all the ones. They were allowing colors, huh? Well, well, there was a yeah, uh, yeah. certain color was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. But, um, yeah. No, it, it was fun. And Matt's like, I think I'm coming back next weekend for the Arma races. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, oh, that's even cooler. It, it really kind of is. Because you got the cooler. dirt biking going on, and it's, it's more, even even more accessible. Yeah, it's very much more down to earth. And a huge variety of motorcycles. Less so, money, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and fame. Yeah. So, uh, another person that I stopped to talk to, I went to the CHP booth. Mm. Talked to the to the chippies. Is that, mm. what, is that what they call them, the chippies? Used to. Are you yeah. an informant? Are you, if they have are a you, mustache. Are you working really, uh, with the popo? <laughs> oh, so, get a little pinch and go straight to the We pope. mentioned uh, the other week on the podcast something I've been following is e-bikes. And they did. There was a, a tent selling with an e-bike vendor selling things that look kind of like the uh, the Surons, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> an off-road bike. And even they were asking him about... You know where do you, where do you take this and <clears throat> yeah do you, do you need a license to ride it and they're like well no it qualifies as a an e bike technically but he's uh, they're talking about how they're going to get a on road version so get all the lights and get it licensed but then that will require people to have a motorcycle licensing for the same bike mm. but it, it goes the same speed so I was like how is that how does that work for you guys because I know this is kind of a big topic right now. You have e-bikes that are qualifying as mopeds that are in bike lanes that can do 45, 50 miles an hour. So yeah. uh, that must be hard for uh, law enforcement. Like, how do, you, how do you control that? And they're like, well, there really aren't the laws yet. We, there's nothing yeah. for us to do. Like, mm. they're still waiting for legislation. It's wild, wild west. To huh? define mm-hmm. it. it is kind of wild west. So... Um, they did give me the, the, the motorcycle handbook. John, what are the classifications? <clears throat> so there's five classes. Uh, the first is a motorcycle, which I don't need to explain. <clears throat> the second is a motor-driven cycle. Not to be confused with a motorcycle. <laughs> so mm. what is a motor, motor-driven cycle? It's a, it's, uh, it's a motorcycle with less than 150 cc's, and, but does not include motorized bicycles. Okay, so... So like a Grom... A Grom is 150. Yeah. No, well, no. Or like the TNT uh-huh. 135 would fit there. 125. E, okay. Yeah. 
a lot of scooters. Yeah, yeah a lot a of lot. scooters. Yeah. yeah. So the third is a motorized bicycle or moped, but it's got to be capable of no more than 30 miles an hour. Hmm. So okay. it's, a, it's a category error then, right? They need a new category As, for that. But it has to be fully equipped with operating pedals for human propulsion. Hmm. And... Uh, Having no pedals, if powered solely by electrical energy, a motor producing less than four gross brake horsepower mm. and an automatic transmission. Four gross brake horsepower. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And then under that is an electric bicycle. How is that different from a moped? You know, it's like... It starts getting funky. So the, yeah, exactly. But, so the, it looks like the key is uh, electric motor of less than 750 watts. Hmm. There are three classes. Class one and class two are capable of speeds of no more than 20. Class three is capable of speeds of no more than 28. And the final is a motorized scooter. Hmm. So motorized scooter is that? It's a two wheel device. Uh, CC with electric with an electric modal handlebars a floorboard for standing when riding. Oh, and an oh. option like of having a driver's oh. seat to connect like a your scooter. So this is the new DMV the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. This is the latest. So these are the definitions of them. Okay. So. So this is California DMV? Yeah. 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 So what okay. rules do they each have to follow? What classifications? Well, so, the other thing to know is you have to have a motorcycle license for motorcycles and motor-driven cycles. Anything below that, you don't need a special license. <clears throat> right. Yeah. But there are some age requirements. I think because like mopeds, you have to be like 15 or something. It doesn't say that here. And then there are some vehicles that has to be like under 49cc. I mean, it's... Yeah. Under, it, under, hmm. the, yeah, under 50 is a thing. But... The part of the well, you have to have a valid California license, which would mean you got to be to ride on the street, not on the bike lane, right? But the ones with pedals, you can ride in the bike lane, I believe so. Now, I have a question here because I recall there are a lot of signs on freeways saying motor driven cycles are not allowed on freeways. Is Ah, that correct? Here's the the piece on that. So, the second category, which is motor driven cycles, Mm -hmm. uh, which is 150cc or less, um. Basically says like that's illegal on a, a freeway. Wow! So that's that's basically prohibiting buddies on the freeway unless exactly. it's a one seventy. Yep. Mm. Mm. So wow. even they agreed that like yeah, it's 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 blurry. Well, be, the lines are very blurry. You know, because uh, I, I seem to recall that. And now, are you sure it's one fifty and under, or just less than one fifty? Less yeah. than one fifty. Okay, because that's that's a big difference. So it must because be one forty nine and under, right? Because um, because previous, well, at least the way that it has been up until now, is that you could ride anything on a freeway that's one hundred and fifty cc's or bigger. Yeah. My understanding. Well, and part of the issue is some of these e bike or motorized, whatever we're calling them, right? They will have a street mode which restricts it to a certain speed that you're allowed to have to ride it mm-hmm. as a moped, but it has off-road mode, which mm-hmm. opens it up. Well, what do you think people are doing when they're riding on the street? They're following yeah. the law to the T and only using street mode. Absolutely. But this is how they get around it. So well, this is why it is. In, yeah. Here's, here's my thought is that if, if there's a vehicle that is capable of, of that performance, then it has to be moved into the category that's that's appropriate for it. If there's yeah. you know, if it has restricted modes, well, fine, you can use a restricted mode. But if that vehicle is capable of that speed and and yeah. that but power output, who determines that? Well, that would have to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's what I was saying. Like, oh, and I said, well, 
do you think this might open the door for tiered licensing mm-hmm. like they have in the mm-hmm. UK? Yeah. Um, because we're kind of getting there, right? And they're like, oh, well, now that's the DMV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a You're, whole nother department. Yeah, that's a lot of bureaucratic changes there. This is this is more of just right. a, an adjustment. I think they're, know, they're saying like state legislation has to define the, yeah. the laws um and then and then dmv is a whole nother thing and yeah, it's like ugh. where it becomes a big deal is when you have to register it insure it yeah when you yeah. have to interact with the state at that level then it becomes a whole new thing but you know you make I, money at it you know what i'm saying there's probably like a commerce argument about it too whether to do that or not that's i don't think that'd be interesting well it could also be an equity issue right if you're yeah. trying to drive people into not using their car which mm. santa cruz certainly is as far yeah. as restricting parking and building fucking buildings with no parking then you need to encourage people somehow so you know maybe you you don't make it expensive well, you like. and it was interesting they're like well if you think this is a problem we suggest that you reach out to your legislator and da, da, da. i'm like well mm. no I, I i don't think it's a problem per se Just i think it's a problem it. for law enforcement yeah and i think it's mm-hmm. a problem for pedestrians you know and people on walking paths and bike paths that are getting blazed by teenagers on it'll probably bite e-bikes. most things when people start getting hurt or it starts costing money they'll start enforcing teenagers it. stay off my grass that would be great yeah, yeah. you know and, and part of part of what i, I guess I'm, I'm kind of not understanding is that if you have an electric powered vehicle that has an electric motor that is moving it that is a motor vehicle yeah Right. So why is that not registered and, and subject to all of the laws that exist for other motor vehicles? Well, because you know, if it has pedals and a motor, then it is technically a moped. Because the the way they defined it before when we were kids, if it was a 49 CC and under with pedals, it was a moped. Right. You didn't require right. a special license or you're, you had it registered, but kind of like a right. trailer, just one time, you know, you didn't re- have it registered on the road or anything. Right. But in order to, to use a motor vehicle on the road, it has to be licensed and approved for road use. Right. Well, and that's, that's the thing that's happening here is that these are, these are vehicles being, that are being used on the road. Off-road use. Well, right. And right. so they're not, they shouldn't be allowed to be and, used on the road. Like, right. you know, like a, a little pit bike that doesn't have a plate or anything that shouldn't be ridden on the road either, which people do sometimes too. But there's the rub because but, then you can why, argue. But, okay. But, but if a cop sees somebody on a little pit bike riding down the road, they have no problem pulling that person over and impounding the bike and, and writing them a ticket. Right. Like me and Jim and our yeah, mini yeah, bikes yeah. Yeah. around the neighborhood. We got a hassle. <laughs> Profiled. We got profiled. So why why can't they do that for? for So that's what I'm explaining. That for law enforcement is hard because it's really unclear what they're what the what exactly it qualifies as to know what restrictions and requirements. I wonder if just they don't have enough cops to enforce it. That's like if if they're able to enforce it. There and and this is what I've kind of heard from a couple people now. It's going to take some deaths to force them to. write new legislation and further define them. I don't think it's a problem. I like seeing kids and and people on these, you know, alternative mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, motorized bikes, which is fun. But I also have been in places where they're riding dangerously on sidewalks sure. and, and bike lanes. Urban environments. And I think I've seen people in this room do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know Not throwing it's, stones it, it or can nothing, be you know? it can be problematic too. So just saying it was I had an interesting conversation. And again, yeah. CHP, they don't make any of the laws. They just enforce them. But even they're like, yeah, it's getting kind of kind of yeah. squirrely. Yeah. 
to do. Well, I mean, this is one way California is a free state, I guess. Just fuck off with your electric vehicle, <laughs> two-wheel electric vehicle, you know? <laughs> mm. um, real quick, I have an announcement. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have a couple announcements. One, you know I'm going to be going to the UK soon. I should probably mm, say when I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to the UK next month. What are you doing in the UK? Are you doing more bike shit? Yeah, me and Kat are doing our tour. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lies and Kat's epic adventure. Next month? Next month, dude. It, middle rainy season? Is it? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> it's like always rainy season. So. Yeah. so here's the deal for our UK friends. August 22nd through, um, through September 4th. Mm. Uh, Kat and I are going to be over there traversing around. We're going to be going to Wales, going to Isle of Man, going mm. to Birmingham, going to Silverstone. We're doing going to the Ace Cafe. We're doing all the things. Oh. And because there's nice. a you know some friends of ours and listeners who might want to meet up along the way, um, I'm not that organized to actually know where we're going to be every day. So instead, I'm just creating a WhatsApp chat group. That as we're traveling, I'm just going to kind of like post, hey, we're heading here, or hey, who wants mm. to join us? So if you are in the UK and would like to maybe come out and meet us, email me with your telephone number, and I will add you to our WhatsApp group and keep you in the loop. How many people are on this trip right now? You can Me and Kat. Just y'all two? Yep. It's our what, epic what do you know address should they use? Motorcycles and misfits at gmail.com. Who's the big spoon? <laughs> That's a good question. That's definitely me. <laughs> yeah, right. I ain't getting no man. No like, man behind well, me. Well, cats over in Europe now. I saw pictures with him and Emma and a Plus, whole bunch of people. It's better to have the around. handle in front. How is it possible to have two big spoons? <laughs> it is 2023. It involves toes. <laughs> if Cat and I are sleeping butt to butt, our our, our heads and feet are going to be off the bed. Mm. Mm. Uh, the second announcement is for some of us. For actually, most of us here. Vintage Days Woo-hoo. is coming up, and mm-hmm. we are going to be do. doing a live podcast with Cleveland Moto guys. And Probably the MotoGP guys. Uh, no, no, come on. Are you getting a tent okay, again? Yeah. you going to talk about a bunch of stuff that you see at the thing? Uh, well, I don't know what the topic's going to be yet. Oh, is it the top 10 bikes of fucking <laughs> Vintage Days <laughs> or something like that, or what? <laughs> top yeah, something 10, like uh, that. Uh, well, I wanted to 10, do uh, yeah, one best. of the top ten worst uh, Cleveland Meadow episodes. Oh, <laughs> that's fire. We already know the number one is the bus episode. Bill just picked yeah, up we, we already know that. Special. What if the other nine episodes involve motorcycles and Misfits co-op <laughs> <laughs> together episodes? So um, we always have a good time with them, and we are going to be uh, doing our live show uh, Saturday at 4. So if you're going to be at Vintage Days, coming out Saturday at 4, we're going to be on the midway or the infield as they call it on that stage where they also like interview like the the mvp and all the you know it's like ah these assholes again yeah yeah, yeah. great those assholes again (laughs) so but speaking of that uh (laughs) jim john bagel and i are all gonna be going yep Yeah, well, I'm bagel. still trying to talk knock yep. into it. Yeah, ba- I'm bagels come on, knock. You could do come it. Come on, work shit, bro. All right, uh, I'll work shit. Fuck the man. I'm, I'm yeah, not riding. Right. I'm, I'm driving out. Oh, oh you're, you're driving. driving. Okay. Bagel's going to buy a scooter. Oh, but <laughs> Bagel, what are yeah. you bringing with you? You're working on something. Yeah, well, I'm planning on bringing my 1970 uh, CT70 that I'm in the process of putting together oh, right now. You got now. a CT70, dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got two of them actually. Oh yep. shit! And, Hell yeah! And then I'm 
hoping to revive my passport and bring that as well. Mm, or or maybe nice. just bring it and revive it there. We'll see. <laughs> Are you taking your truck? Yeah. I'm taking my van. Okay. And cool. uh working on a uh uh sort of like a like a brace system to, to mount the bikes to inside right now. Okay. So I'm hoping to get that done tonight or tomorrow. What's the miles one? And on uh, I think it's about 2,500 miles or something Jeez. like that. God damn. That's good. Right. Yeah. Long, yeah. long well, way, but you know, easy, good road time. easy miles on the, on the interstate. Yeah. 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 And I uh, guess who's going to be joining us. I already told John, I think I told Jim, uh, Bagel does know. Joining us, uh, adding to our pile of campsites. Oh boy, we are all adding. We make the mm-hmm. mega campsite. Wendy Crockett. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh yeah, oh, cool. yeah, long distance rider. She's yeah. going to be nice. joining it's us too. Be a big old meat That's pile. Shit. <laughs> so if people want to find us. We're we're up same spot, right by the captain mm-hmm. and all the loud burnout areas. Yeah, yeah, just just up the way from the burnout corner. Um, we'll have our banners up. On the outskirts of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at, at the very end. I'm sure the sidecar will be noticed. Oh, yeah. I That's cannot right. wait. we got to get some flags uh, for you it or something. and you and you. You're Antlers. all taking turns in the sidecar hey, in the barrel racing. Have, the monkey. <laughs> have they uh, put a clamp down on the barrel racing, or is that still a thing? It's it still is it just going to still be a thing anyways? Oh, I assume well, it's still a thing. last year it did get shut down around midnight. The crowds were too big. It was uh, out of control. Okay. Yeah. And the the track, not the AMA, but the track, because they're running the campgrounds and everything. Mm. They mm-hmm. came and like, yeah, shut it, shut it down. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, so okay, if Cut people the are, shit down. yeah, so if some people are vaguely reasonable, it can, it's still probably. I'm sure we looked around and said, yeah, it should probably yeah. stop. It, it stops. <laughs> oh yeah, at yeah. I'm so surprised yeah. it's still no, going. Yeah, it uh, stops at 11:59 and 59 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they they were cool about it. They were, um, yep. but there were a lot of people who were like, fuck you and still going and oh. that caused, you know, problems, <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then they start right back up at like five in the morning again. <laughs> Wake up call. Yeah. On your way to get coffee, you see the barrels. You're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Spend a couple of laps. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But um, we are, uh, we're going out um, Wednesday now. We want this to be a longer event than it is. Oh. Wait, okay, you're yep. going to be there for the whole Wednesday to Wednesday? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> no, no. Wait, are you, are you going, maybe kind of going to get in? So let me tell you. Or are you going to Mid-Ohio on Wednesday? Well, hold on, hold on. The, <laughs> event, the event officially starts is Friday morning to Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Right. <clears throat> but for vendors and, and such, they open it Thursday morning for them to come in and set up. Right. Um. I can't give away too many of our secrets, but um, we we may be trying to sneak in Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are, you getting, are you getting sleepy to give you tips? Well, here's the thing. Phil is uh, our captain. Oh, oh captain, my captain. Phil, he's the one, and we can all agree. Phil has dialed this in yep. for all of 100%. us. 100%. I will oh, follow yeah. him blindly. Man. We follow him blindly. Because he's the one who's introduced this to us and shown us an amazing time and always takes care of us because he has everything figured out. Yep. So we yep. just, we whatever Phil says, yep. we do. So, but we are prepared to go at the latest, the early Thursday morning. I want to see a lot of pictures. And then all the you ones should just go and not have to I see know. the pictures. And but, well, send me the ones that you don't show on Instagram too. <laughs> but then also we used to pack up like 
Sunday morning and like split. Now we're like, no, we just, we, we get there before all the campers get there and it's just a big field and we're setting up and we leave when they're all gone. We're like the mm-hmm. last ones out. And there's just like bike car- bike carcasses just left carcasses around here. And, and That's the time if you had a trailer bagel, uh, <laughs> just drive yeah. around and pick up leftovers. Well, people do. I, I, I could uh, I could get one. <laughs> uh, you might find some scrap value in some of these carcasses. Yeah. So we're all super excited. Are you guys bringing anything special, or are you just uh... bringing anything special? <clears throat> Pair of boots and a good attitude. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Hydration. Yeah, stay hydrated. Because John, Jim yeah. has yet to discover the backwoods, the oh. dirt trails. <coughs> I'm thinking he's going to be. We need to get Jim drunk and see if he can climb the other side of that hill on a scooter. Not after that story I heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Pete's coming on the buddy. Yeah. Be fine. Said, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Totally. So Pete threw out an offer. He said, uh, I will enter into any race uh, for whatever bike you give me to, to ride. As long as they don't take a breathalyzer, make me take a breathalyzer test beforehand. <laughs> I have a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Benelli without sand sidecar um, in the pit bike race. That pit bike race, race is awesome. Um, hmm. I, I think might even do we that. should enter him in the hill climb on the Benelli with the sidecar. <laughs> with the sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> with the passenger. With Squiggy. <laughs> Swiggy. Swiggy. Um, it's just like beer in hand, cigarette, can't get out of the mouth. As we said in that, that clip, this is our birthday month, and it turns out it's yes. also Craig the Giant's birthday month. Yes, Craig, yes, Craig as well. And this is like the like Wait, boom, Craig, boom, boom, Craig, boom. Craig going too? No, but no. just for, for I think, for at least Jim, I don't know about you, but we got Moto America and then Arma and then Vintage Days. And somewhere in the middle is my birthday. And I'm not keeping track because keeping track, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Just my birthday is the least <laughs> special day of the whenever. month. Because of all these other events. I am so stoked and excited. Yeah. But we're going to get to see Bagel. Yep, yep. Oh, awesome. what are we going to enter Bagel in? Mmm. Mm. Well, uh, assuming that I get the CT70 all together and running, uh, I'd, I'd be up for doing some some off-roading and Pit some bike climbing with that. Uh, Pit bike race. Maybe. Get them through, get, that, going through the river. Definitely barrel racing. Yeah. That, well, that might be a good one for that, too. Yeah. Um, we don't have much more to cover today. Um, I just have one last uh, little segment I wanted to try. Something new. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you guys can all play along because not everyone here is is prepared for this. Uh, but I wanted to do a segment called uh, Useless Helpful Information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a lot of it to give. Mm. And uh, I, I have one I am going to share with everyone. I, I was actually thinking of this um, on the ride down uh, yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but um, on one of the roads, there was a, a dead skunk on the side of the road. Mm. No, okay. And I, I've created a system when I see dead skunks <laughs> on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. The system is do a long exhale through your nose while you're passing it and then hold your breath as long as you can before you take an inhale. That way you don't get any of the, the skunk residual residual in your in your helmet. Similar to a graveyard. It's going in your helmet. It's just not going in your lungs, right? So visor up or down? Doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm just sharing. That is my uh, useless, helpful information when passing a dead skunk. <laughs> exhale through your nose. Hold your breath as long as you can. And it helps. 
There yeah. it is. There we go. That's, Do you think good. that was helpful, well Bagel? All right. Yeah. Does anyone else have any useless, helpful information to well, share? I think I might have one. Oh, yeah. What's yours? So if you're riding your motorcycle mm-hmm. and you need to pass gas. Yes. I found it most helpful to stand up because it allows for proper airflow and good exhaust um, mm-hmm. pressure. So, and if, you're, if you're riding pressure. with a passenger, there's a second value there, too. But don't you need a little bit of back pressure? No, I have enough no, pressure in my back. <laughs> when you stand up, your 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 rectum and your uh, general area is proper a straight alignment. shot. Yeah, yeah you're not alignment. like it's not you're not making ninety degrees exactly. hard right. You know exactly. What I'm <laughs> you bounce a little. Bit. Yeah. You bounce yeah. a little. You just don't want the surprise. But you I don't, don't get the squeak. Yeah, well, you can't I, hear the squeak I, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I prefer the one. Some people. I prefer the one cheek sneak. Yeah, the one cheek sneak. Some people like to feel their butts clapping. I don't know. Maybe that's no. a thing. Who knows? Actually, no, that is uh, helpful. Thank you. Because whenever I'm riding behind John and he stands up, I exhale through my nose and <laughs> hold my breath as long as I as can. As you should. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't do that, take the pain. Like when you have a, you know, when you have a bee stuck in your jacket, just oh, so, oh, deal with it. This oh. is your helpful advice? Yeah. Just take the pain. You get a wasp sneaking you five, ten times. motorcycle hard. Just take the, pain. Hard, huh? just take the yeah. pain. Yeah. Motor- Which is, I've had that happen where it goes in your uh, your front-facing air vent on your helmet. Yeah. Yep. I had a yellow jacket shoot straight in that damn thing, and you have that little liner in your helmet. Yeah. It hung up enough in the liner where it was stinging through the liner <laughs> in oh, my oh forehead, my but it couldn't get full purchase. <laughs> yeah. What a pain in the ass. Or the uh, head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, wow. Well, the other thing, so another one. Yeah. Do not forget to lift your face shield if you have to sneeze. Mm, yeah. Well, that's actually helpful information. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's helpful. Yeah. I got one that's, that's probably more helpful than not is play strip mall food roulette. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> when you are on your bike and you're road tripping, take a gamble on food in the strip mall. It goes yeah. with, our, with our motto, live to ride, ride to eat. Yeah, live to ride, ride to eat. I would say like 80 to 90% of the times it's a Mexican joint hole in the wall that has like the bombest tacos. Totally. Right? Like, oh, and man. The last yeah. one I was at that blew me away uh, was Mediterranean food, Flawful in like, mm, like yeah. a Pasadena mm. or somewhere. Or, I would avoid go. the Mediterranean fluids, though. Yeah, um, but not the I falafel. Will, but, I would like to add to that, and this is my useless, helpful information. I, as a rule, you know, I am an adventurous eater. I will eat a lot of crap, but I have a rule <laughs> myself: I will not eat Chinese food attached to a gas station. Yeah, you probably shouldn't well, eat a gas station sushi either. Yeah, but on the flip side, uh, yeah. I don't know. Sushi, that's yeah, su- good. That is good advice. Well, um, in Maui, <laughs> for sure, you should. But I've definitely found spam. that taquerias attached to a gas station are good. That's fine. It's fried, Chinese yeah, fried restaurants chicken attached spam. to oh, fried chicken next a gas spam. station. Yeah. Avoid. No Chinese. Bagel, do you have any... What if you uh, pull up on a boat? <laughs> useless, helpful information? Man, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, as a long-distance rider, you must have some. Well, I guess one that comes to mind is is if you're if you're, you're out riding and it's it's really hot out and you stop somewhere, um, and you know, of course, first thing you want to do is take your jacket off because you know you don't want to sweat inside of it. Um, put your jacket on your seat of your bike when you go walk wander off. That way, it keeps the sun off of your seat, so when you get back on it, you don't burn your ass. There you go. Well, that's actually helpful. Mm, that's helpful. actually helpful. 
Yeah. All right. I got another one. Speaking of sitting, if you are out amongst the back country, like some of us are at a time, and you have to go number two or drop a deuce, as Nock likes to say, you can take your dirt bike and you could lean it all the way over on its side or kind of lean it up against a rock oh. or an embankment. Oh. And you could use, sit on your spoked rear wheel as a toilet seat and poop through the spokes. Wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's- that is what we call the. Wait a minute! That gives another another use called of the first the fling poo. That is the fling poo. That is the fling poo technique. Yes, right. It's like a freaking hippopotamus. He's just flinging it. The same fucking thing. I'll tell you, Moto Bandito. You get a toilet seat. You can put on your rear wheel. Oh my god, that's felt very helpful though. And and then if you're riding behind Jim afterwards, you have to hide your you have to hold your breath the whole time. Exactly right. No, you just exhale through the nose. And hold your yeah, breath as long as you can <laughs> till the poo stops flinging. Terrible. Well, I got another go. one. Oh, you got another one. one. This was not as bad. More yeah. practical, maybe. Um, if your oil fill plug disappears. Yes. Right. So oil's not flying out, but eventually you will lose a lot of your oil and make a mess mm-hmm. of your pants. If it flies out, you can get a stick that's roughly the same diameter, get all the bark and shit off it, and screw it into the threads, and it will work as a temporary plug. Mm. Cool. I guess technically, if you are getting bits of wood in there, that's okay because well, it might clog up. Uh, but if you get but, the right but it can stick, be chewed up by metal. Be clean about it, you know. Yeah, if you're clean about it, yeah. Just saying. And you can I'm not going to do it, but yeah. you could use that same stick to wipe your ass after you take a dump on your spokes. Yeah, or a little pegging. <laughs> well, on who I'm, I'm going to play. I'm going to play off of that. That a muddy helmet action. You can also, if you lose it, if if you happen to lose your yeah, your oil cap. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a woman traveling oh, with a group. Oh, I know where you're going with this. You can just pull that tampon out, stick it oh, in. Oh, disgusting. I'm just wow, saying, it'll work. What? Wow. Not, newer used. No. Well, no. Newer used is too different. Not new. Pull that tampon out, huh? <laughs> hey, this right, is we, useless. We have to cut this part out. you got to delete this. Disgusting. Okay, all right. Disgusting. All right. Useless, a wine cork, that's, maybe. That's not even useless. That's just disgusting. Oh, calm down. <laughs> um, you have, we have one email to read here. We do. Only one? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People this don't is like from uh, Howard Ian. Ian, yeah. Ian Vanek. Ian, hey Ian. Hi Ian. Uh, floppy bunch. Greetings from South Chicago. Hey, oh, okay. I yeah. recently purchased a TW two hundred from two thousand to navigate the city's insane traffic, giant speed bumps, and pothole riddled streets. This is a drum brake drum brake model, but it still has a Kickstarter, effectively making it my favorite kind of vintage dirt bike, a thumb mm. kicker. Yeah, cool way to mm. kick around. It's kind of like a lightweight chunky log. Your friend. Uh, <laughs> Ian Vanek and P.S. KLRs are clearly the Dodge Caravan of motorcycles. I disagree with that. Okay, no. oh, shots fired. You got your orange KTM one hat today and everything. It is well, not the Dodge KLR, Caravan. not KTM. Oh, KLR, sorry. Okay. Um, and I have my orange KTM hat because y'all agree. Can, a gym can find me in the crowd anywhere. With it's brilliant. Hat. Yeah, we it's go like to Emma's, any event and you yeah, wear that. It's like Emma's blue. Um, yeah, cowboy I don't totally. think that a KLR is a Dodge Caravan no. because Dodge Caravans are not off-road vehicles yeah. at all. Maybe an Astro van. <laughs> yes, you know because those are favored by drug dealers. At least give it that. Astro vans can rally. I have done things. KLRs are a bit more reliable. <laughs> yeah, 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 well said. Thank you, thank you very much. Well, 
I think that's it. We got next So you got a TW200 in Chicago? What is he just running around like illegal stuff? It sounds like oh, super man. hooligan, Which doesn't is fucking it? awesome, yeah. by the way. That shit well, he's yeah. trying to keep up with all the e-bikes. Gotta get some pizza. <laughs> Gotta go get some pizza, whatever you know, we do there. No, that's exactly that's my a point. Great, I mean, a great bike for that, though. TW200 is probably going as fast as like a Suron, right? But that's awesome. He just, but it requires like license seat. and registration. Nice yeah. Comfy seat. yeah, true. This is what I'm saying. And going back to that topic, um, you know, like uh, dirt, dirt, you know, dirt trails and stuff. A lot of people are complaining about uh, these e-bikes riding on the bike paths, but they're ripping it up like a dirt bike park, you know. Mm. Right. So I. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, no, I just find it interesting because yeah. whose job is it to to define these? And and legislate it, and and what are they going to do? I well, mean, maybe they're going to mess it all up for us. Well, either sort it out or they won't. It'll be a fun time for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been checking them out more and more. You know, they're doing that bike, the rail trail here, the bike path on the train tracks. Mm-hmm. And once they can can complete that, and you can go all the way past the Wrigley factory on the west side, all the way down to Capitola on a bike path. I don't want to pedal all that, but an e bike sounds kind of appealing. Dude, all of a sudden, sounds awesome. Yeah. You're cool. making me um, miss my little mobility. I'm so sorry. Just order it. Just order it. I'm going to buy you one. I'm going to order you one. You on need a new controller and like a little orange fra- flag holder. I'll, I'll pour like, one out. Like, the, you know what I'm talking about? Like you use the, the flag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, on 4th of July, I went and rode it all the way up over to the beaches I to think go check out what's going it on. seems very capable and here's a good the thing. distance. I've never owned a bike in Santa Cruz. I was riding on bike paths. I've never been on. I was like going under bridges. Yeah, they're and beautiful. Stuff. The levee and all that shit. <laughs> there's some really cool trails around here. Lost Boy wow. Trestle. Yeah. It's as yeah. if they yeah, dumped. going over the. Yeah. I didn't know that there's a bike path on the trestle at the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. Well, they made I it a lot know. better. It's, it's like new. really wide now. Yep. I know. It's not like death defying anymore. I mean, it's good on Santa Cruz. <laughs> you're dumping some money into like you know non car public transport. Well, they better because they're building all these buildings with no parking now. Anyway, yeah, subject for another day. Yeah. Well, I I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, Bagel, you do you want to do a quick uh, ride report? You had I I love that you're like finding your people and doing all these rides. Oh yeah, there's um, we went on a a great ride yesterday on what is quite possibly my favorite road in all of Oregon. Wow, wow. what is this? The Old Mackenzie Highway, um, Highway Two Forty Two. Yeah, which goes. kind of east of east of eugene it kind of comes off of highway 126 yeah goes up and over the mountains through the lava fields yep. all the way to sisters oregon yeah and yep. it is it, it is a fantastic road because you start out at the bottom climbing up and you're going through all of these just just Winding awesome roads. twisties yep. through the woods oh, wow. these are really and nice roads too yeah really nice beautiful and then once you get up to a certain point the lava fields start because yeah. there's this huge oh, cool. volcanic explosion thousands of years ago yep. And just covered the landscape at all these volcanic rocks. So it just turns from trees to moonscape. Yeah. And, you keep and it's climbing like these up forest it. rocks that are, yeah, and sharp yeah. and craggly. Do you uh, go yeah. to the observatory there? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's There's a cool the spot. Uh, D. Williams Observatory at the yeah, top, which is made, a- it's a tower made out of the lava rock. Yeah. What? And yeah. And they have these little, uh, little like, Peepholes in the side of the walls mm-hmm. that look directly like, out to the mountains. So Liza. Is this a glory hole? Sisters, yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, a really it's just a, a little window that looks out on the mountains, but it's going through this thick rock wall. So it points you so you can look directly at the mountain. It tells you which mountain it is. All these, all these little, little windows are going around the, the whole yeah. tower. And what I like about the uh, the road leading up to there too is they're all old like logging roads and they're not very mm-hmm. frequently traveled. So they're like smooth 
They're yes. wide, and and there's, the scenery is amazing. You know, and these are high yeah. altitude, right? Uh, uh, it, it gets higher towards yeah. the. Looks well, like some of the yeah. roads are closed in the winter time. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mackenzie Highway is only open like three months out of the year. Yeah, uh, it opens at oh. like the like the end of June, and then usually gets closed sometime in September when the first snows hit, mm-hmm. because they literally cannot keep it clear during the winter. Mm. So, so it's like you have to go up there and enjoy it while it's open. And so I was I was thrilled that we got to go up there and uh, and ride on it because it's it's so much fun to take that road. Yeah. What did you ride, Bagel? Uh, I rode uh, my GTS 300, mm-hmm. but uh, but that was one of the roads that I rode on my first Cannonball, mm, which went wow. from uh, Pacific City, Oregon, to New Jersey, and uh, and I was and I remembered going on that road, just thinking in the very beginning when I was going through the woods, I was like, man, this road is awesome. I've got to come back here and ride this again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when I got to the lava fields, my mind was just blown. Wow, so, that's great. And and yeah, Nock, so, you you you're just falling in love with your your bike. Aren't you? Oh yeah, actually, I just did a proper ride uh, mm. yesterday and went on old San Jose. It's an old Jixer that yeah, you are just honest. like. It's a 2008 GSXR, but like, <laughs> the thing is kind of crazy. It's like 120 at the wheel, like four four hundred. It's a 2008. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. Well, cool. And he's impressed. It's a little ratted out. It. it looks pretty boss and, though. And it's 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 crazy how fast you could go on those turns without really even trying. And I realized oh, this is this is unreasonable. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like you don't have to even really lean over that far to go that fast on that bike too. Do you, know, do you, do you remember what tires you're running on? Um, Pirelli Diablo threes, I think. Okay. Russell threes, mm, yeah. nice and sticky. Yeah, and and it's it's yeah, it's just it's nice to be able to go on a proper fast spirited sport bike ride. But again, it was just like this is it's unreasonable it's just well when there's redwood trees like six yeah. inches from you know where you're out yeah I, I caught myself going around through turn going why am i going so fast to this stupid turn it's like there's there's because there's, the bike loves it yeah that's why the bike actually mm-hmm. eggs you on to want to go faster because like you're <laughs> it's so smooth mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel like you're going that fast you know what i mean so yeah yeah sick jigsaw it's a sick jigsaw yeah. all right i want to share something with you guys i might lose you on this one but i'm gonna try I'm going to try. Try to lose this. So when we were riding down to Laguna Seca yesterday, and I'm riding my KTM 990. I haven't ridden in a while. I just I just love that bike. It's I love great it. Great bike. And just enjoying it. And the weather was amazing. Well, no. First, it was cold. <laughs> it was cold. But I like that because a lot Fog, of the tourists and cold, come, yeah. come to California in July, and they're like, what the fuck is freezing here? It's like here, 60 you degrees, know? Yeah. You know? And, but then you come through the fog, and it's sunny and beautiful, and it's great. But I was trying to identify that feeling and, and trying to understand the, mm. the biology, I guess, of what's happening with my body. Mm. But you know, we know that like when you ride, it creates endorphins. But the feeling, and I could actually feel it like in my upper chest, it felt like the the top of my lungs were filled with helium. They, if the top of my lungs felt light. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Almost the same feeling as like love, I want to say. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, and I'm you. wondering. I understand what you mean. Bagel's like, huh? Yeah. I'm wondering oh. if it's the same kind of, uh, I'm trying to understand what the body is doing this, creating this. And I just... I just felt like so just happy and at peace. But I also like, this is what like in love with, like I'm in love with my bike. It's like eating chocolate. Like like butterflies kind of? 
No, those are in your stomach. No, this is like up in the upper, well, you know, uh, in the chest, there's the pectorals. Some, there's something about being on kinda wheels. Kind of like you know, whether it's light and airy. Yeah, something about being mm-hmm. on wheels, whether it's rollerblades or a cruiser bike yeah. or whatever. Like as soon as you get on wheels, there's a, there is a euphoria that seems to, to come up. And I was just trying to compare. I, I was actually in my mind as comparing the sensation and and what, again i want to i want to talk to like a doctor to understand what is happening in our body cuz it felt the same way as like in some points like sex or love how your body feels things that you don't feel when you're just walking down the street right well maybe right. jim does but um uh and i and and the and riding a bike does that same thing and i'm wondering if it's different hormones or whatever i i want to know more well then you step into like knock was talking about earlier when you when you're on the throttle and you sometimes get those adrenaline dumps where you have a moment and you're like ooh, five or ten seconds later you kind of get that rush of chemistry that you yeah. don't really get many other yeah. places you know i, I yeah. want to understand the anyway. chemistry episode yes i like it but Bi- biochemistry is well, I was saying, saying technically, you only really, your body only really likes two things. It's just like endorphins and what, what is it, dopamine or something like that. Dopamine, yeah. yeah. Dopamine. So, and everything else is just like you trying to get that those two chemicals going through your body, whether it's like taking a dump on somebody or riding your bike really fast or something. I don't know, man. You know, some people are fucking weird like that. I'm just saying some people get that, you know, that took a weird turn. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying some German scat porn or, you know, yeah, exactly. a good pass. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I've made those two examples because they're very extreme. You know what I'm saying? So. I know. Yeah. I'm probably losing y'all, but that's just kind of like the deep dive I do when I'm like, I riding like and chemistry. Trying to like understand. Like what's going on with the microbiology on. and like I don't know. Just sharing it. Look, if anyone listening understands what I'm talking about or has that same feeling, I would like to hear from other people like what <clears throat> they feel, what how their body is reacting. Yeah, when they ride. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I don't want not, I don't want to hear from the motosexuals. We've gone down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's a for me. Like, I just want it's a bitching way to start the day. You know, I, yep. I get up, I make coffee, shower, get ready f- for work, and then I most yeah hop on the bike, and then you're like, ooh, fresh air, like, yeah, ooh, clean and crisp, part of the world. And, and then you're very present too, like yeah, you're not, you know. But I'll even say that feeling was also created when we were watching the races and all the bikes come by, like that clip I paid oh, fuck, of the yeah. baggers going by, and you're just standing there and you're just like. <sighs> You're feeling, you're feeling it. Yeah. You know, you're smelling it, you're hearing it, you're seeing it. It's like all your senses. It's like the third person view of what you could be doing. And it just, you have that instant connection, I guess. It's, it's and the body cool. reacts to that too. Mm. Like, uh, Yeah. Anyway, I know we're going down. Hey, send us your emails. We'd like to hear from you. Motorcycles and misfits at gmail.com you playing with my toy yeah. Travis Pastrana he's about to jump cool? something isn't that so cool it's super fun dude that's probably one of the few things I'm jealous of is, your Travis, is it Travis Pastrana yeah did the jump bike is WR whatever whatever oh yeah yeah we talked about last week I wanna I wanna see if it does the vapor out the exhaust you gotta put uh, water in, in that little thing I'm you put some of that devil that lettuce in there and this it lights yeah. up. Oh, my, ooh, lights my up? body's doing it. My body's doing it. Oh, you're getting it. You're getting the willies. <laughs> I'm about to go. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> this is what I bring to the show, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> Bodily functions. Exactly. Uh. 
Can we go back to the Mediterranean fluids? (laughs) 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 Exactly. Well, yeah, send us your email. We want to hear what's going on with you. um, And come and visit. We love visitors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come to the garage. Let me know if you're in the UK. UK want to, mm. uh, you know, visit us. And just a quickie: if anyone has a Yamaha Super Tenere or not a Super Tenere, but a Tenere Seven Hundred, uh, let us know how you like it, especially if you've taken it off roading and such. Have we yeah. talked to Taddy? He's got one. <clears throat> Who? Uh, oh, Tad. Tad. Yeah. Did you Ooh, see? Know ball, you know? Did you yep. see the email that we got when we signed up for the Yamaha test rides? That, by the way, I we, saw I got an email. We forget. We forgot to go do. Uh, it was interesting. It was, uh, thanks for signing up. Um, unfortunately, due to supply issues, um, we don't have any bikes right now, but um, if you would like to be notified when something is available, blah, 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 blah. So I found that kind of interesting. T7s, but they've been having a hard time keeping them on the shelf. Yeah. Exactly. And that's yeah. why. Jim, hold out. and. If- well, is Honda coming out with a Transalp or something? Yeah. Yeah. 750. 750. Mm-hmm. I know. Doesn't look as dirt capable as a, as a T7. Oh, really? It's supposed yeah, to be okay. the jam, though, right? I don't know. That T7 felt like a scalpel when you sit on it. Yeah, I think mean, that's cool. Felt they did a good bikey. job on that. Yeah, I like it. I liked it a lot. Can I get you to look at a KTM 890? <clears throat> um, pro- I mean, what's I mean, what's the the price difference? Is going to be like four? Way grand. too much money. Yeah. No. But the performance out the wazoo. You know, I like my Japanese fuel injection. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to ride them back to back, homie. Yeah. Yeah, You know? Uh, We'll see. Well, hey. You know what? Anyway, whatever. Vintage days, we're going to be doing some test rides there, too. Royal Enfields. Yeah. But KTM might be there. So we'll go see. We'll go see. Um, Big thanks to our Patreon supporters. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, exactly. Keep as Emma says, keeping the lights on. Yep, keeping the lights on. <laughs> exactly, and um, and lastly, uh, come join us at Vintage Days. Yeah, totally. Saturday Saturday at four p.m. But come find us; they do. And at Arma. Uh, yeah, and at Arma. Yeah, come join us. We like people to join us. I think that's it. Anyone else got anything? No. To share? Mm-mm. No. So uh, I guess Bagel, we're going to see you in a couple weeks. Yep. Yep. I will see in a week and a half. And Peak summer, baby. Get, get on your wheels summertime, and ride. Man. I tell you what. Yep. yep. Uh, this is where I start thinking, maybe maybe I'll have a little drink, but I, just, I no, don't know. No. No. Just, <laughs> no. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> you just like end up falling asleep. Dude. Well, you just don't well it could it. go one way or another with her. <laughs> she might be asleep or ready to fight. Yeah. Or I'll just talk you guys into doing stupid things. That's much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for listening and sticking with us. We appreciate it. We love you guys. So I think it's time for us to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. This is Eliza. I'm coming. I'm going to come. Uh, how do I follow that? Stumpy John. Thank you, Jim. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. That's a <laughs> <laughs> Right fast, take chances. <laughs>